This is the Average Guy Network, and you found Home Gadget Geeks show number 360, recorded on June 21st, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech issues that find news, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the perspective. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. Of course, we host the show with some really good show notes this week. You should go out and take a look. You're going to want to out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us on our mobile app as well. It's available for free for you, both iPhone and Android available. You can just go out there. Either one of those stores, or I think that's what they call them, search Home Gadget Geeks, and you can find that. We want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that app. A great way to listen on the road, on a train, in a plane, one of those kinds of things. Easy to get, best to stream. It is the best streaming option. I'm not going to lie. If you're on the road and you need to stream it, it's nearly impossible traveling to get the live show except through the app. So download it so you have it, and uh, and that way you've got it next time you're on the road in your life. Don't forget, rate, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts if that's the way you do it. Subscribe and click on the notification bell if you're doing this thing on YouTube. We have both a live channel and a recorded channel. If you Subscribe to the live channel. You get notified every time we go live, which isn't a bit. Tonight, you would have got notified twice because it's the second time we tried it. But you want to get those notified. And then don't forget, follow us on Spreaker as well. Mike Weger has the night off, a little family issue. And so I called my best friend from Saturday mornings uh, from Ask the Podcast Coach. And we hang out every Saturday, 930 Central, 1030 Eastern, out at askthepodcastcoach.com. Dave Jackson. Dave, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Jim, it's uh, it's weird to see you in the dark. It's it's kind of like I'm, you know. Do you do you have the coffee going at night? No, no coffee. Beer though. <laughs> okay, well, there you we go. always do plenty of that <laughs> here in the evenings. Uh, if you watch, if you if you join us on Saturday mornings, it's all podcasting. So for this audience, if you're not into that, you're not going to enjoy. Although, right. Dave, I'll tell you, it's it's yeah, we talk about podcasting, but there's a lot more to it than that, and the live audience. A little bit bigger than this one, not too much. A little bit bigger. The live audience is really dynamite, right? I mean, that's really that's what makes Saturday mornings worth it. Right? Oh yeah, because there there have been times when I'm like, oh, we've got a couple stories and that's it. There's nothing really going on, and you know, nothing new. And then you're like, ah, we just hope the chat room shows up, and they always do, and uh, they always throw out a topic or a good question or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, but, we've uh, relied on the ch- we've relied on the chat room forever here. In fact, we were doing it live. You know, the way I got on Ask the Podcast Coach is you were messing around with live and I'm like, well, gosh, that's all I ever do. You know, we should, uh, you know, let me jump in and help you out with it. And pretty soon we're, I don't know, we've done 200 maybe. Are we up to 200? Oh, yeah, we're over 200 to, I think we're up to, well, here, I could tell you in a minute, but uh, I was actually going, I, I need to go back and find like the first appearance of Jim Collison on the, uh, <laughs> as the podcast coach show. Oh no. That would be, oh, no. I wonder what we talked about. It was fun. probably all platform stuff, right? Probably who knows the live platform thing. We're up to two fourteen. Okay, wow, yeah, two hundred and fourteen of those things just goofing around on Saturday morning. Well, today I brought you on to kind of talk some tech stuff, and surprisingly, the last time you were on, we did a lot of podcasting. We're still going to talk a little bit about it. It's hard for Dave and I to get together and not talk about it, but (laughs) I think we're going to kind of come at it from a different angle. So hang tight um, with it. There's some really good stuff out there. You know, we've been, we changed the format a couple of weeks ago where we're doing conversation stuff that you submit to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the average guy. 
And we'd love to have you come out there and do that. Many of you now have been starting to post in there on a weekly basis. We're bringing those in. A couple weeks back, three, five, six weeks back, I can't remember how many, Micah Librant came on. She's my co-host on on um, Theme Thursday over at Gallup. She talked about an air fryer. And so Chris Townsend also uh, jumped in our group this week and said he got himself a new air fryer. Um, that's uh, You can see a picture of it out if you want out there. It is really, and let me make sure I've got the right one coming here. Um, it's a, the Amazon link. Let me throw that. Oh, that's great. I love it when I put a link in the chat room or, or a link in the show notes, and then the link doesn't work. <laughs> that's super frustrating. I'll fix that while Dave is talking. But um, he got one of those air fryers. Uh, we'll throw the link out there. Dave, you recently got one as well. And, I, had, uh, I'm on my second one. And the first one I bought off of, uh, I got completely sucked into the infomercial, you know, because I want to cook healthy meals for my family, you know, that they do that. And uh, it just looked great. And about for the first month and a half, it it really is cool because what I would do, I would go out, buy boatloads of chicken, stack it up in this thing, put it in, hit a button, and then go back upstairs and continue working and and. It beeps when it's done. You come down, you empty the basket, you're done. And and it was fairly easy to to clean. And it, it did take, it's got a pretty big footprint. So it took up a, a fair amount of counter space, but I have like a little, um, a spot that's supposed to be for a washer and dryer that I have a bunch of shelves in there. So I just put it back there when I'm not using it. So I get my counter back. They, it was awesome. Kind of deceivingly large, right? I mean, yeah. you, it's you like a basketball. On- it's, it's literally like a basketball sitting on your kitchen counter. You kind of look at them on Amazon and you're kind of thinking they're like this big. Yeah. Like you're, I, I don't know why. I don't know how you're going to get chicken in an right. air fryer that's this big, but in your mind, and then you actually see them. I saw one at Best Buy or one of the stores. They're, they're good size. So first of all, pretty big. Okay. So yeah. you're having good times cooking stuff. Good then what? times, you know, set it and forget it kind of cooking, you know, and I would clean the basket and it says, you know, when you're done, cause the the grease and stuff that's you know going on in there it's not like the chicken is just suddenly not going to spray grease everywhere uh and some of it that grease goes up well what it is is you have this big heating coil on the top of the ceiling with a fan that blows it down on the food and you're like okay that's cool well and they say when you get done clean it and you kind of want to clean it before all the grease turns to like you know goo so you have this weird thing where you you can't clean it when you just get done because it's, you know, 300 degrees in there. And so you kind of wait and I would just grab a handful of paper towels and reach up in there and wipe down the coil and wipe down the walls, wipe down everything. This worked great for a long time. Well, inside, I'm not sure what it is, but there's this little railing around the whole out inside of this thing. It's just this little thing. And so grease is getting splattered up in there. And it's just like a little trough. So you have this little trough, trough of, of grease and so I throw my chicken in, hit the button, run upstairs, come back up here, still working. And all of a sudden I hear, it's not the beeping that the chicken is done. It's my fire alarm going off. And I'm like, what the heck? So I go downstairs and it's literally the smoke is, it just looks like, you know, holy cow. And I go over and I look at this thing. And for those of you that are KISS fans, it looks like it's the Ace Freely fryer because the smoke is just billowing out the back of this thing. And I'm like, holy cow, you know. And so I unplug it and I, you know, kind of like, what's going on, you know, and, and kind of look around and I'm like, well, all right. Um, and I, uh, luckily the chicken was pretty much almost done anyway. So I batched that out, clean it up really good. And that's where I discovered. And, and one of the best things you 
I, I use all the time. My brother got a pair. It looks like a, a, a hamburger helper. It's a big red rubber glove. I don't know what they're called. And they have like um, texture on them. So they're yeah, sticky. Little, little dimples. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so I could finally get in there and clean it without worrying about, you know, burning all the skin off my knuckles. And that's when I discovered this thing of, of grease and I would clean that out. And it would, it was always one of those where like, I was always like, I'd start cooking, but I was always like, eh, I hope because sometimes it did. And sometimes it didn't. And so after like the, I, I had like three times where it just kept setting off the, the fire alarm. And I'm thinking my neighbors here in my apartment are like, okay, that guy's going to kill us all someday. And uh, so I eventually got rid of it and got a Brio, which is the same thing. It's number one. I got a much smaller one. I mean, it was cool that I could dump like a whole chicken in there, but I'm like, I just, I'll just buy a couple of thighs and legs and throw that in there. And it's working great. And it, it has, it, it's just a design thing. I think where it's easier to clean, um, you know, and they all, and the food by the, by the way, I didn't even mention that it does make really good food. It's, it's a little different because for me, I just throw a bunch of, you know, I just grab whatever's in my cupboard and let's throw some pepper and a little, little garlic and whatever else is going on. Uh, and you end up with this really crunchy kind of skin on it. And as opposed to kind of fried chicken, which is usually some sort of batter, but it is quite yummy. And um, I love it. So I've done that. I've done, uh, what else have I done in there? Onion rings. Um, but usually it's, I'm a big chicken guy. So I just throw chicken in there. And uh, the one thing I did find out, you learn, because I know you're a big grill guy, you know, the deep fryer or the, the air fryer, throw it on, just leave, walk away. You cannot do that with a grill. I have, uh, I have basically some coal in my refrigerator right now that used to be a chicken because I put it on there and I come out and it's just the, the flaming grill of Oz. You're like, just no, if you don't pay attention, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get it. Chris's. Um, Chris has had the uh, the Power Air Fryer XL version. I threw the link. The link will be in the show notes if you take, take a look. I asked him, because, Dave, I was reading this story before you, because you mm -hmm. put this in the show notes. And I was like, hey, Chris, you know, how'd you, how'd you like it, you know? And he said my wife found it and uh, made a brand decision off the price point. An Amazon gift card made it even cheaper. Home Gadget Geeks was helpful in showcasing the benefits of the large size and highlighting good things to cook. We made pizzas in it last night. Chicken tenders, vegetables, it's in daily use since we bought it. Um, so that's the same one that you returned. Dave, yours, I threw a link in the chat room. Yours is, just for those on the audio, is the new uh, new Wave, and New Wave is N-U-W-A-V-E, New Wave Brio Black 6-Quart Digital Air Fryer. Square instead of round. Yeah. It's got a digital, you know, um, uh, control panel on the top. Is it very difficult to use or no, pretty easy? No, usually, and there's a button you you click it like you put in your temperature and you hit preheat, and it basically heats it up. It beeps when it's there. You pull out the the basket, you throw your chicken and put it back in. And and what I always do is I always pick. I'm always a little nervous around any kind of poultry, so I'll like pick chicken and then add like four minutes to it just to like let's get that a little well done just in case. Uh, and the thing I liked, I, I think the um, oh the um, the other one had like kind of a, a thicker basket with holes in it. It was kind of like that copper looking thing. And it's one of those things that is quote nonstick. And after a month and a half, it's no longer nonstick. And that was the other thing. And, but this would like just rip up a sponge when you're trying to clean it, where the one I have now is more like, 
it's, it's just really small wire. It's, it's sturdy, but it's not quite, it's not like a pan with like holes in it. It's more like just a wire basket that seems to be a little more giving and a little easier to clean. In fact, you can actually take the bottom out of it and throw it in the dishwasher. So in fact, all those, you can grab everything and throw them in the dishwasher. This is the current one that you have. Yeah. 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 So both yeah. of them, actually, you okay. can throw the basket. There are parts of, of, of the other one that you could throw in the dishwasher, but, and now they, they have them where uh, I was looking at, um, I think the link you had now they make them where instead of having a basket, you have like little shelves. I think that's probably where he's making his pizza at. Yeah. Where you can kind of go either or you could have a big basket of stuff or you can put in it's like an actual oven almost like those little uh toaster ovens only this is yep. basketball sized yeah well you think this size you know mini pizza would be perfect yeah. little personal sure. pan pizza might work i yeah i'm tempted and i'm kind of glad i waited uh the review your yeah you know your new one the new wave mm-hmm. the brio to because i really if i'm going to get one of these i want it to be super easy to clean like I want to be able to pull that thing out and throw it in the dishwasher and be done. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't want to have to get in there and scrub it out from time to time and make that work. We have been, I've been thinking much, I think in the winter, these would be really help, helpful. Maybe when you can't get out and grill, uh, speaking to that, Mark Robson in the chat room says, uh, he has the T-Fowl version. Everyone needs to try this microwave, small potatoes for a couple of minutes, Toss them into the air fryer for about 20 minutes. They're fantastic. They pop open and fry from the inside. Nice. That sounds pretty delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, Dave, maybe you can give that a try and report back on, uh, yeah. on how they both, good that is. They both have good safety features because when you take this thing out, you basically have a bucket full of hot grease. Right. And so they both have a thing where you have to push a safety lock to pull the actual basket out of the the thing that catches all the grease because mm. i have when i was uh five yeah. it doesn't magically get rid of the grease right no it's no, no that's, that's right there and, and then that's again where the red gloves come in handy because whatever you're dumping the grease into it's it's handy to uh to get that before it turns into a giant bucket of sludge that's <laughs> always fun to yeah. clean sweet sweet potatoes i imagine too my daughter made some yeah. sweet potatoes the other day she cut them up in little you know maybe half inch thick and just slices and she baked them for, I don't know, 425 for 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. A little olive oil, a little salt and pepper. Cinnamon. Super good. Yeah. Try cinnamon wow. on. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's some good. cinnamon butter for them. Like yeah. when we do them whole, you know, you can throw them in the oven for 40 minutes and let them, let you, you know, bake right. whole. Then make a cinnamon butter out of that. And they are just super delicious. So, well, two air fryer tech gadgets. Chris checking in on the Facebook page with his. Really likes it. Dave, uh, going with the new wave, the new wave Brio well, likes it. What's your favorite thing? To, is it, is it, they always show chicken, but what's your favorite thing to put in there, Dave? Probably that's it. I, okay. I, I've done, like I said, I've done chicken. I roasted some cauliflower in there one night. That was pretty cool. Um, I've never done potatoes. I've done cut up potatoes, but I'm, the other thing is I am like, I have like zero, like I eat chicken and veggies. That's it. On occasion, I'll throw in a pork chop. If I go real crazy, I go buy a steak, but it's pretty much chicken morning, noon, and night. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, there's tons of things you could do with it. Um, Emily's out there talking about Instapot. Emily, I'm going to have to get you on to to talk Instapot because I've heard a lot of these. It's one of the new gadgets that uh, one of those new kitchen gadgets. So, Emily, maybe we'll get you in a couple of weeks. We'll try and get you on to join us with Instapot. Well, good, good to hear that, Dave, when we, when we think about, 
those air fryers, just kind of a follow up and a follow up to uh, to Chris's post in the in the chat room. John's been on vacation. John Biggs has been out on vacation and uh, he went out to Seattle, joined uh, or didn't join, but uh, went to this museum. Actually, pretty fantastic. If you have not, uh, I'll put the link out in the showroom. It's just livingcomputers.org. So you guys can, I'll, I'll throw that, uh, let me throw that in the chat room for you guys. Basically, it's like a setup. Uh, it's like my basement. Let's just <laughs> let's just put it that way. It's a whole bunch of working new and old, and a whole bunch of gear, and just a little bit of everything um, that's out there. And uh, and John is out in Seattle with his family, or was out in Seattle with his family. Got a chance to swing by the living computer section. They've got everything from apples to old to to the old uh, Omega and some of those to Ataris to. You know they got books and all kinds of great stuff. So John, there's a bunch of big, a bunch of pictures that he took on our Facebook page. So John, thanks for posting those out there as well. Pretty cool. Dave, would you be would, would that be a, something you'd like if you were if you had a choice? Would you go out and see kind of this technology? I know you're kind of a gadget guy. Yeah, I I, I think this would be interesting because I'm I'm the one picture they have where the guys are standing there and they're almost looking at computers that are like like a walk-in closet almost. It's this big tall thing. And my dad was in computers before he got into truck driving and he was back with like microfiche in that. Wow. And so when yeah. I see this, I'm like, I remember seeing rooms like that uh, when my dad worked there. So, but yeah, I was laughing because I saw the Apple II, uh in one picture here. So I think that'd be interesting just from a historic point, just to mm-hmm. see, you know, and just laugh when it's like, when something came out and, you know, they had 64K of RAM and you're like, wow, at the time, you're like, wait, 64K, not M. It's like crazy, but uh, well, yeah. it's they work in, in a lot of cases in this museum. They're working. And so wow. I started programming, programming on an Apple IIe in my freshman year, freshman, sophomore year of high school. So that would have been 82, 83, somewhere in there. And um it would be crazy to go back to an Apple IIe still, you know, no hard drives, just fly, just floppy. And we wrote basic code, you know, 10, go to 20, 20, <laughs> if, you know, th- th- those kinds of statements. Memories. Lopta saying, yeah, and Lopta knows. I had, a, I had a Timex Sinclair 1002, which the British version was the the uh, the ZX81. We, uh, I bought that as, I think I bought that my junior year, I want to say sophomore, junior year plugged it into the TV. You'd have to get a little RF converter mm-hmm. and plug it in and had a little, and the, the keyboard was awful because it was this little membrane keyboard, but it was terrible. So I didn't, I didn't program on it very much. I, it was novel. And then you would get books that had code and you would put the, you know, you would spend all afternoon typing, typing it in. It in. Oh, it was terrible. And I couldn't Only buy enter and have it go syntax error. And you're like, wait, what? Oh yeah. A comma somewhere. No, and you could save it to a cassette. Like you could oh, plug yeah. in a cassette deck to it and, uh, and for like, your backup. Yeah. There was a command you would use and it, I forget what it was. Save, I guess maybe yeah. save and it would send it over to your, um, to your tape deck. What do we call this tape recorder? I guess yeah. is what we call them. Super crazy. So John, thanks for posting that in the group as well. And then Kevin Schoonover, of course, if you're not in the group, you're missing Kevin Schoonover's deals. This guy is uh, crazy with deals. Um, Dave, this is the second time I've seen it this week, which is why I grabbed it out of our chat and brought it in here. This is a um, uh, one of those pop-up screens. I don't know if you've ever seen. Now, I'm not a big let's go outside and watch a movie. That's just not one of the things that 
That, Just but, I'm like, hey, let's watch it inside on the big screen with the surround sound, and there's no mosquitoes. Right. Yes. Now, not everybody, I guess, struggles with mosquitoes or the hot weather, like it's raining outside right now. But there is some attraction. You know, we've got some theaters here in the area that from time, they'll set up a big, they'll do a big community party. Mm-hmm. They'll set up a big screen. But uh, 90 bucks, $5 shipping. This was on Woot. I'll leave the, let me, let me uh, get the. Well, let me get the link. So to you it. need like, so you need some sort of like projector, right? You I'm do. assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah you not. do. Um, yeah, so, you would have, and, and some people have those, right? They have them as part of their home setup. Right, and you could take them out and set them up, pop some popcorn. That would be cool. I could see having a, you know, a party or something. And uh, I know there's um when I lived in Cleveland, there was a suburb, and they had a like an outdoor mall, which was one of the dumbest things. I I want to go. You are in Cleveland, Ohio. You do realize about. Six months out of the year, this is going to be worthless. But I think it was every Thursday they would have some sort of, you know, old movie. They're like, okay, we're going to watch Turner and Hooch or something, you know, some old Tom Hanks movie. And you'd have all these people, same thing like in the picture here, people sitting on blankets and just chilling out, watching a movie, and they bring in a big sound system and the whole yeah, nine were yards. You, were you much like we grew up in the era, the era of uh, drive ins? Oh, yeah. Were you a drive-in guy? Did you go oh, out? Dude, I remember going to the drive-in. Uh, there were five of us, my family, and I was so little, I laid down in the back of a VW Bug. Like, so that you got the back seat, and I was back there. I think I was six. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, we did that a bunch. I remember once, it, one of my favorite memories was, uh, we, it was a bigger car, and I ate, you know, it makes no sense. Let's take the kids to a drive-in pump them full of candy and sugar and, and greasy popcorn <laughs> and then hope they fall asleep so we can watch the movie in peace. Well, we, we didn't. And then on the way home, I got sick and actually vomited out the back window. Oh, yikes. And what was fun is I, I'm looking back at the car behind us and it's a cop car. So I got to puke on a policeman or at least their car. So that yeah. was, uh, that was one of my favorite, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then of course, when you're older, you know, I, I do believe I have consumed Mad Dog 2020 at a drive-in theater uh, once, which was not a good idea, uh, you know. But, yeah, they were fun. It, it was yeah. just it was horrendous. And then I remember when they went to the thing where instead of putting the big clunky speaker on the window, you could tune to an AM station and, you know, achieve that awesome AM radio sound. <laughs> How about we, you? Are you much of a... No, I oh. was not a fan of drive-ins. I, it just, we had a couple. They were kind of on their way out they were kind of ratty i never like like you said like i don't i wouldn't think of sitting out on the lawn and watching a movie i would want to see it in the house in yeah. the air conditioning with the stereo right, right those kinds of deal but they're they're kind of drive-ins are kind of making a little bit of a comeback yeah I, i'm noticing some cities now have these boutique drive-ins they're really nice you can go to them they've got a lot of great things i think now they're fm so you can yeah. <laughs> at least get some you get some good sound some stereo going on at least <laughs> something a little better. Yeah. Than, well, that than AM. when I was in high school, I had found a super nice, I think it was a 1975 Chevy Impala and you could literally, then it was one of those bucket seats. So you could hide dead bodies in the, in the trunk and then you could lay down in the front, which is when you're in high school on a date, that's awesome. So uh, that was yeah. So I had fun at drive-ins. But, we um, couple uh, Emily says that's how they went to movies when they were kids. Uh, yeah. When the kids were babies, they'd fall asleep in the car and finally see the movie that they wanted to see. Uh, Quazy says uh, Melody Forty Nine Drive in Ohio, big buckets of popcorn. So 
Yeah, that's where he's going. Uh, I think Loftus mentioned Harvest Moon uses FM for the audio. Um, Quasi also mentions the dual screens. You could look behind, like oh, yeah. some of them had two or three <laughs> screens. So you could watch here and look yeah, at the you, one behind you're you. You're going for the PG and then you turn around and watch the R rated movie behind you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, Emily says, aha, the radio station sound has gotten better. Don't worry. So FM's better than back yeah. on that. And then other Jim says bucket seats ended romance. Yes, that's, that's true. That's and and see, we would then we figured out because this was literally like fairly close to my house and we would go and it was always fun to see if you could hop the fence and just sit back there and watch the movie for free because you could hear the audio, everybody's speakers going, you know, but the, the police patrolled that fence pretty pretty heavy so you had to kind of watch it's a crazy i remember i don't know maybe a decade ago when you know video and we oh we got dvd and we were mm. mailing it and i remember everybody saying like this was the death of theaters like right. oh they're gonna close down there'll be no more theaters and everybody's worried about pirating and people are going in with video cameras and you know recording movies in the theaters and yeah. stuff like that and I just remember the industry being so worried about that. And Dave, I can't tell you how many, I go to these movies now and one, they're jammed. Right. And two, I just spent 13 bucks to get a ticket, maybe yeah. 15 if I paid the convenience fee to pick my seat, which is really, really cool, by the way. Yeah. And then it's like $90 for popcorn and oh, yeah. people are just shelling it out. I, right? have, uh, I got a movie pass card, which is 10 bucks. Go to as many movies as you working? want. Is that still, still working? Is that still working? In fact, AMC just came out with a new version. It's like $12 a month. You can go to 20 movies. So there, it's interesting that MoviePass is losing all sorts of money, and yet somebody's come out as a competitor. I'm like, wait, didn't you see? They're bleeding money. Um, but I go in, so I don't pay for the – I don't pay. Of course I'm paying, but right, right, I'm not right. paying for the ticket. 13 bucks for uh, yeah. a small popcorn and a small Coke. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why they're doing this. They don't care. They're making they're, No, they're just crushing it. They probably like, got sixty-eight cents in the pop and coke and they're making thirteen bucks. They're like, I, whatever it takes to get people in here. People used to get pissed about that. And and the lines are in our theater, the lines are longer to get popcorn and, yeah. and soda than they are. And I'm not gonna lie, I go in there from time to time, we've got a coupon for for it, which brings it down to about, you know, twenty-five dollars yeah. instead of thirty. And um and, and people are just handing their money over in our theater. Like they put a bar in, they've put restaurants in, like they have a, you know, they have a theater where they serve food. Oh like, yeah. There's, Nachos, hot dogs. Yeah. Pizza. Like nothing gourmet. Goes better, yeah. Nothing goes better with a, a big bucket of greasy popcorn than a, you know, a Jägermeister. <laughs> Little Jaeger and popcorn for the, would you, would you like some butter in that Jaeger? Yeah, we had a yeah. thing in Cleveland where you would go in and it was recliners, like leather recliners. Mm -hmm. And you would sit there and just, and it oh, was. Yeah, that's a big, it's like first class. Yeah. And, and you reserve the seat, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You reserve your seat. Right. And uh, I was amazed. And because to me, we'd go to like the late movie trying to avoid all the crowd. And you'd go in there and you'd fall asleep because you're like, oh, this is. This is awesome. No, totally. If the movie's boring, just take a nap, you know, <laughs> for sure. Dave, do you rip? So a lot of our listeners do something. They'll get a DVD. You know, they'll get a movie. This is what everybody was worried about, which never really happened for the average guy. But when you get a DVD or a movie, do you rip it? Do you back that up? Do you put it? Do you make a digital form of it? At all? I do not. In fact, I just learned, because I forget what I was trying to use before to rip it. And I could never find something that worked. And you can do it in the... I think it's handbrake. 
is a free tool that you can use to do I'm not that. Sure. Well, and you can rip once you've got that thing saved. Yeah, you could put it in and then rip it with files right off the DVD. Yeah, right. you could use Handbrake to get that done. Because yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to, I was doing something for my church and I had a DVD and it was like an hour long documentary. And I'm like, well, I need this to be like 38 minutes. And there are, so I'm like, I just, I'm not stealing it. I just want to, you know, make my own version. And so I finally was like, you know, asked Uncle Google and it was like Handbrake. And I'm like, that's already on my computer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I just took and, it and edited it in uh, Camtasia and then uh, put it on a thumb drive and took it back yep. to my church and played it on the big screen with. Uh, have, you, have you upgraded your version of Handbrake in a while? All They all of a sudden have some brand new formats that uh, the old version they didn't have. So you get like a bunch of uh, HD formats of, you know, you can go 720 or. 1080 or you know that you, yeah. you can kind of specify the formats that you want so that's if you haven't looked at your handbrake um we but you don't save like you don't take the raw mm-hmm. files i've been using dvd fab uh dvd fab just like it sounds and you can use your trial version it doesn't rip any of the meta but it, it will take your it will take the movie file and move it over for you and save mm-hmm. it kind of as a backup copy so I'm the one of those crazy guys. I've got both the files, you know, as they sit on the right. on the DVD, and then and actually I could buy, and I think I'm going to buy the software. It's like fifty bucks, yeah. So it's not See, terrible to get the full version. I don't have a ton of DVDs. The thing that I need mm-hmm. to do because I've got literally boxes and boxes of them is old home movies on VHS. In fact, I actually have some old home movies on eight millimeter from when I was a little kid, and that's the stuff I need to get transferred because. I mean, after so many years, some of that stuff. I remember um, the last time I watched my my mom's wedding, um, the movie broke halfway through. It's just because it's so brittle. We're like, oh, okay, we should probably tape that back together. And the next time we play that, be playing it into something that's going to convert it into a yeah. digital format. You know, Emily makes a good point about the movies that the DVDs have the extra. In a lot of cases, you have the extras. Mm-hmm. And when you stream them, you're not getting in, in a lot of cases, you're not getting any of those extras. You're not getting the deleted scenes, although you can go to YouTube and get all the in right. a lot of cases, get it. But that DVD experience of going in there and getting all the extras and whatever extra stuff came with it um, was one of those experiences. I, I don't know why we're still buying DVDs from time to time. Yeah. You would think it's everything's completely streaming, but we're still picking some up. I just picked up The Greatest Showman um, on DVD. I, we picked up both. Um, uh, both of the new Marvel ones that just came out, the volume one and volume two, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, all the, you know, we got all the Thor ones. So it, Sarah really likes them in that format. And so we're still buying DVDs, but I'm ripping them. You know, I bring them in, rip them to save them in case something happens to them. And then I'm converting them to a different format so I can use them with Plex. But are you, so most of the time, how do you think you watch your movies most of the time? You streaming them? Yeah, I'm usually streaming them because I've got Hulu, I've got HBO, and I've got Amazon Prime. So I can usually pretty much catch any movie I want. And if I don't, I just Redbox it and get the DVD. So yeah, that's Redbox is a great way. That's I had missed uh, Justice League. It had come and gone. I missed it in the theaters. I and I, I could have went and bought it, but um, I was like, oh, I'll just go to Redblock, Redbox and pick it up. We have cool. one just down the street. Those are horribly convenient. Well, and did you know that if you sign up, you can actually like reserve it at the box. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go through, you just get there and log in or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, here's your movie. 
Yep. You can buy it at the box too. Uh, yeah. Lots of, uh, they, they start, you know, at some point in their algorithm, they start offering them for sale. They got to get rid of them. So right. they sell them for a couple bucks. And if you're, if you're on their site, they have a pretty good app, by the way, if you're on their mm-hmm. site, you can just buy them from them. So um, not, not a bad way to get DVDs. It's, it is interesting. You know, we're still not like streaming did not put DVDs out of no. business. There are still plenty of ways to get them, right? We just had a, uh, there's a chain here called Family Video. Mm-hmm. And they just like built and opened up a brand. And I'm like, really? Somebody's going to pay to build a building and open a franchise. And I'm like, and for the record, it's usually pretty busy. So again, there's, there are people out there that are, you know, they don't want to have to, because I don't know about you. Every time I go to Redbox, there's two of them literally within five blocks of where I live. And I've always get there and it's like grandpa and the three kids and nobody can decide what they want. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, I want to watch back black Panther. I just, if I could just, I'll take four seconds, you know? So that's the only thing that that hasn't quite solved is what happens when there's more than one person. Do, does your family video have a pizza place attached to it? Like a Marcos or like some it other? does. Yeah. yeah. Is it a Marcos? Um, pretty good pizza, by the way. But if it is, I have, if to, I have a, to go drive by and see. But there's it's it's an old model, and you think, and they're like giving away movies out of the pizza place all the time. See, that's weird because now I think about it. Because there was a video place right by my house growing up, and right next door was a pizza place. Yeah, yeah. And so you go into the pizza place, and they're like, "Hey, you, are you renting a video tonight?" And if you buy, I think twenty bucks or more, they give you a free video. And I was, you know, uh, sure. And they get, here's a sticker, go pick out, you know, you yeah. can, it's not, you can't get the top running ones, right. but, you know, go pick out a video in this section or whatever. And, um, pizza's pretty good. I mean, it's one of my favorite pizza places here in town. So, nice. um, it, it, you know, it, the movie theaters didn't go out of business. They're yeah. still, they're still alive and well, you know, what seems to have suffered is not the high end movie places, but the low end movie places. Yeah. Like those have this closed out in droves, right? There was there was one that's now converted, but I remember there was one. It was like it was a smaller, you know, it only had four theaters as opposed to 37 or whatever the different complex was. And it was great because you could go see a movie right before it went to DVD for like two bucks. And then the popcorn was like three bucks. It was super cheap and it was this great movie experience. And I think the problem with that is I think the minute like it's not. I don't think movies last that long. Like they go in, they're out within like three weeks and then they're on DVD. So I don't, I think we missed that time frame now where there was like, Oh, it's out of the big theaters. It's into the little theaters. And then it finally goes to DVD. And I think that that middle tier just got like kapoofed because there was one um, in a neighborhood I used to, to go to and I loved it. Cause it was an old theater. It was like one theater, like the old, like you go in and it's, you know, just, it probably seats. I don't know, 200 people in there. It's huge. And they have a stage. It's, it's awesome. And I used to go there and movies were a buck on Monday and the same thing was awesome. And now I see where they have what, like they have the Incredibles too right now. Right. So they've gone back to, but I'm like, I wouldn't want that job to figure out like, okay, what one movie are we going to pick to have, you know, this week? But uh, yeah, you're right. At least that's the way it is in my, my little town is that that middle rung is just disappeared. Uh, Lopped in the chat room says both his local family video stores have pizza in the same building. The one next to, uh, in the next town has a Jimmy John's. Um, yeah, that's a food and pizza thing. Easy to pick up. I'm surprised the pizza place doesn't sell more candy, but I think that's because it's being sold. I never go into the video side. That's kind of the pizza place has such good pizza 
that that's our Friday night. Like anytime nobody wants to cook, I'm like, well, let's go to Marcos and it's $9 a large. It's super good. It's I'll have that for dinner Friday night, lunch after ask the podcast coach <laughs> on Saturday, we wrap up at 11 or so yeah. I'll go up and warm up the pizza. And then maybe there's one piece left over for Sunday, you know, Sunday breakfast or something like that. So I'm fighting um, over it. No, that's fine. No. No, nobody. I'm, I am the king of cold pizza or or leftover yeah, pizza. We both, I actually think I like pizza. The same thing with chicken. Uh, both those. I I almost like the cold version, if not better than the the original version. Well, there's lots of. Um, I mean, there's lots of memories wrapped up in those movie stuff. All the way from the experience of going to the movie theater, the experience of going to the video store, the changeover from VHS to DVD, yeah. the food that goes along with it. You mentioned at least three times giant buckets of popcorn, right? <laughs> you know what we're talking about? There's there's lots of good movies or there's lots of good memories wrapped up in that, um, you know, in those, in that, the idea of having movies. In our communities, in the home service show community, we talked a lot about storage and storing those movies yeah. and how you would get them and stream them. Um, I, should, I should announce, so if you're a Plex Pass subscriber, so Dave, have you ever used Plex? Are you familiar with I, the Plex I've app? heard of it. I know there's podcasting on it now. And I wasn't until recently that I heard how many, oh, I forget what show I was listening to. And they talked about how it's huge. You know, in, yeah. in a certain community, it's just ginormous. And it was yeah. like, uh, it might have been you that were talking about something about if, if you know, such and such app has this and they have like 15 times that. And so, but no, I need to investigate it. I've never Plex played with it. Plex is interesting because you can run it as a server or you can just run it as a client. You, 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 in most cases, you know, inside your house, it's really kind of meant for the set up your own personal media site, so to speak. It'll do music. It'll do movies. They just added podcasting, but which I think is kind of funny. But uh, the, the, big, uh, the big change for Plex this, this time around is that Movie Guide is now like, TiVo movie guide or like mm -hmm. the TV guide. Like it used to be really hard. It was kind of this weird, un, you couldn't find anything. It was awful. And they wanted a grid guide, right? But you have to pay grid guide has a uh, patent on it. And right. so if you want to use the grid guide, you have to pay the patent. Well, the Plex was an up and coming and they didn't want to pay that. So recently they figured that out. And so now grid guide is available on Plex. So if you're a Plex Pass subscriber, five bucks a month to be able to get the access to their most recent software, um, you're getting and and you're using Dave. A lot of the folks that use Plex in our communities connect them to over-the-air HD tuners, so they're pulling TV down. Yeah. Right? They're not paying cable. They've cut the cord. They're not doing that. Do you are you do you watch over the air or do you? Do I have cable? tried that. I I, I just it must be where I live or whatever. Because I was like, look, if I can get NBC, ABC, Fox. And what am I missing? CBS. Mm -hmm. I'll be good. If I can get the main channels and I could never get all four. In fact, most of the time I'd either get two or three. And you need two antennas in some markets to do that, right? You yeah. And one I was pointing one way and one pointing. And like the one was like, as long as I stood next to the window, you know, doing the weeping willow, you know, it was just like, okay, that's not going to work. The yoga pose. Is that the yeah. new yoga pose? Weeping you know, willow? It was like, as long as I just tape this to the ceiling, the, and you know, and the cables hanging down, I'm like, that's not distracting at all. No. Looks and like so that's crap. when I went, uh, I ended up going with Hulu. Um, yeah. I just, I just, I called up my cable company. I said, give me the fastest internet you got canceled the, uh, the TV. And, and I've just, and so far it's okay. There's, there's a couple of quirky things. I, it, to me, it drives me nuts that there's only one profile, me, 
And yet every time I turn that on, it's like, okay, who's watching? And I'm like, still me. I, I would love to like, if there's one profile, just go, you know, it's like, we don't have to decide, but they haven't figured that out. The um, well, Plex has figured out the grid guide. So for all listeners and I, there's a bunch of you, I know that listen to me that use Plex because uh, we talk about it all the time. The new grid guide is out. So if you haven't checked that out recently, um, you, you might want to download the most recent version of Plex and get that done. It really does make it look good and a lot easier to use. And so scheduling is now super easy or it's a lot easier than it used to be. And uh, really a very nice upgrade. You have to be on the Plex Pass. So you're, you're, you're li- some of you are lifetime. You bought the lifetime back when I should have bought it at like 50 bucks. I think it's 120 lifetime now or five bucks a month. So, so what is it? So if somebody doesn't have Plex, is it kind of like a Netflix it's or a media center? It's a personal media center. So, media. so yeah, so, so you can make your own basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can stream it as well yourself. So mm-hmm. like if you could take your video library and make it available through the app to yourself. So if you're one of these, not everybody is wants to do a subscription service. Some people have gigantic libraries of movies or music. They don't want to do the subscription. They can be their own subscription service. Got it. Yeah. So you can be on the road like your phone. One of the cool features. Uh, so I have a Plex app on my phone. I could stream it out my own internet and watch it, or I could sync it before I travel and it will download a copy that's optimized for this device nice. on my phone. Yeah. And I could watch it if I'm going to be in a plane. I could watch it that way. Um, so yeah, think of it like a media server. And, and that's why they added podcasting to it, right? Is that because they wanted to, there's some folks who, for whatever reason, sit down at their computer, maybe, I guess, or are in Plex all the time and and maybe on their phones wanted to have an option to sh- another place to go. Let, let's talk about this, the state of the podcasting, because Plex is getting this space, the state of pod the podcasting app. All of All of you listening right now are probably, for the most part, 99% of you, I know there's a few of you who download this MP3 and listen to it, but most of you are listening to it through, if you're not listening live, through some kind of app. This week, I think it was this week or late last week, Google finally, or is trying to, I still don't believe it's true, and I still think it's a POS, but Google's trying to jump in and get their own dedicated app to get this going, right? Apple's been in the space forever. If you're on an iPhone, you're probably using the podcasts app to listen. It works pretty well for most people. Dave, give a quick on the Google side. You've looked into this, this new app. What do you think? Well, I was surprised because it's incredibly light in the features section. And there's, it's not the, well, it's somewhat intuitive. And what I see most people raving about is the search capability. And I'm, again, I'm a fan of like, I don't really think there's a discover problem. Everybody loves to talk about that. But like, um, at first I, I, I wasn't playing anything, but usually when you go into an app, you see like the, the skip and the speed up and the slow down stuff. And I didn't see any of that. And I was like, holy cow, there's no features of this at all. Well, those do show up. If I, I'll sit here and turn off the, uh, I'm trying to get something to play here. Um, but those do finally come up, but I see where it's buffering. So it seems to be streaming all this stuff. And to me, that's a, yeah, there's, there is a, um, I'll hold this up here. You can see there's a skip forward and there's a a speed up and such. But when you go into the settings of it, there's, um, you can give them feedback, remove unfinished episodes after 30 days, remove completed episodes after 24 hours. So it sounds like it's, it's streaming, but it's downloading it. 
and that's okay. I hate this thing. Um, but anyway, um, so it's, it's weird because it doesn't take much to figure out how to use it because there's nothing to it. You search for it, you click play, you can say subscribe. So if I were to go here and, uh, type in home gadget geeks, I'm assuming you're all set. Um, I hope so. I think I am. I think I looked that one up. Yeah. And of course, I'm trying to type while on a keyboard. While you're looking that one up, uh, Emily says it's streaming unless you manually download them right now. Yeah. So I there's a the there, feeling it's still kind of half baked. Yeah. There you are. And you got a subscribe button. So that part is easy. And I can see all the episodes and there's a play button. So it's not horrible. You know, it, it is your absolutely bare bones podcast app. I don't think this is going to, you know, people are talking about this could double the number of downloads. Well, it could, but the thing I'm finding, especially on this, cause I bought this tablet just because this feature was coming out and this is the galaxy tab E light. And I, I just looked at the guy, I go, this is Android, right? And he goes, yep. And I, I go, um, I didn't realize there were so many different varieties. Oh, yeah. And like I can barely run pocket casts on this thing. And it, anything I download, almost every app. Okay, shut up. I'm trying to get this to turn it's down. A, the now that you turn it on, all the notifications, yeah, all are, the notifications are going on. But like I try to load pocket casts. It's like this is not really optimized for this device. And I'm like, okay, now I would expect that on like an Amazon Fire tablet, maybe, because I always heard that was kind of like Amazon's own version of Android. But I thought this was just good old android android and it's apparently not so um but it's not it may not be android that's holding up and maybe the hardware that could be yeah yeah because it's probably pretty underpowered you didn't pay a lot for that right No, this was was like 90 bucks so i think that's again probably pretty underpowered you get what you pay for yeah Uh, a lot of folks in the chat room are using pocket casts that's so Google's got some new options coming. I don't think they're ready for prime time. I feel like this is Saturday morning, so we'll move on here. <laughs> Not ready for prime time yet. You're using Pocket Cast. I think a lot of folks. I use Overcast still. Yeah, I use. Over, I mean, to me, you will yeah. you will pry Overcast out of my cold dead hands. I love. Yeah, that. yeah. No, it's a good one. Um, there's a bunch out there that are going. Yeah. I, I, what I wanted to say to you guys is, if you're uh, Google, sounds like they're getting around to this. If you're listening to the show and you're an Android user, there may be a day coming soon. Uh, when you can actually use their app if you want to do that. If you don't, it's way behind. It's brand new, but I thought I'd let you know. While I had Dave on here with me, I thought, and it had just come out. I thought it was a good thing to mention. Not off the presses. One of the things I also mentioned, Facebook announced this week that they're going to, looks like they're starting to pilot the ability to charge monthly subscription fees to access the groups. Today, you can lock a group down, you can make it public, but there's no money changing hands. Dave, in the world of podcasting and in the world of groups that we have, all of a sudden that seems because you have a membership site, right? Yeah. And so uh, uh, it appears they've found some business cases where there's some people who want groups, but want to be able to charge for them. Would you, would you just, it's just on Facebook, but do you think you could charge for access to a group on Facebook? I could see people doing that. I, I could see, you know, cause we've seen people sell stuff at insane prices. So I can see just saying, look, this has, the biggest of the big shot smarty pants people in it and blah, blah, blah. And all you got to do is it's five bucks a month. And I can see people doing that. My question is what happens now when somebody goes in, they start to be a bit of a butthead and you kick them out. Mm -hmm. Do they get to request a refund? You know, I mean, that's, that's the, cause to me, I like the fact, cause now 
you have people with skin in the game. And so now it's, you know, but on the other hand, some of the groups I'm in, I just go into lurk and see what people are talking about. So am I going to pay them five bucks a month to go in and lurk? No, but it's an, I think it's an interesting idea. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened sooner because they're really popular. I mean, there's uh, there, whatever it is, the one podcasters hangout has like 17,000 people in it or something like that. 17,000 times five bucks. And you know, you figure Facebook's going to take a nice chunk of that. So, and if they're going to quit selling data to everybody, they got to make money some way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, uh, I'm not sure what the cut is at this point, Four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine a month for membership into the groups. Uh, the first, they're testing it out with parenting and cooking group. <laughs> Imagine that cooking groups first. Yeah. And then from the article, it says, uh, for now, the feature is still an experiment on mobile and Facebook won't be getting a cut of the subscription fees. As part of the standard app store and Play Store policies, Apple and Google will be taking a percentage of the user subscription fees via iOS and Android. However, still, this is just the beginning of Facebook's effort, e efforts to monetize groups which unlike the news feed does not rely on advertising. So there's some, it's interesting. I thought I'd throw that in there since we were. You? Would you sign up for I, a group? Uh, well, Tony uh, in the chat room said he pays for it. There's, he pays for access to a group. If it's again, if it's five bucks and I'm realizing $5 of value in it. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'd be in it. If, if that was, if that was a value to me, I mean, I do some That's Patreon. Subs I, I, support some people on Patreon that I, I don't get anything out of and I don't ask for it, but I'm just, it's their value. Their, their content is valuable to me. And that's where um, I see it yeah. uh, kind of in, in this number one, if you get value out of it, because right now I have one for my, one of my shows. And if you sign up on Patreon, I add you to my private Facebook group and I'm like, well, let's just get Patreon out of the picture, sign up and pay me. And that right. would make that a whole lot easier. Right. Yeah. Um, I, who knows? I, I think it'll be a model that will work for some. I think it's coming to, you know, coming to theaters near you yeah. uh, here soon. And, and speaking of coming to theaters near you, I didn't realize this, but Instagram this week has reached the 1 billion user mark, which, you know, people have been saying Instagram is coming on for a while. One of the things that Instagram um, has gotten really popular with, or they're hoping to get popular, is this new IGTV, right? So remember, we used to Periscope and we used to do all those things. Well, it looks like Instagram is going to have that ability now too to start these live streams on the phone and broadcast mm -hmm. them out via Instagram. I this is Instagram is not something the this network this home gadget geeks anybody's ever asked for. Like, not one of my listeners have ever said, "Yeah, I'm totally on Instagram." We've got a few in the chat room. Are you guys on Instagram? I mean, is it something you're using? It's hilarious. It's because I, I came on Instagram this year and I think I've done three posts. Yeah. It's, it's just, different. I guess, because I just heard, I forget what show I was listening to. And they were talking about social media and it really is now like Facebook is for old people and Instagram is where all the kids are because they were, um, forget what I was listening to. And they said they were going to ask their kids about something on Facebook. And they're like, wait a minute. You think kids are on my, none of my kids are on Facebook. They're all on Instagram and they're on Instagram almost exclusively like they've yeah. given up on Twitter. It's all Instagram yep. all the time. Yep. And it's think of Facebook with no words and the words are kind of buried, right? If right. they you can put words that they're kind of buried, lots of things you can do with the pictures. It's just, it's a force to be reckoned with. And so, you know, if you're not on it, your friends are probably in, in a lot of cases. Um, I, Dave, I've had a hard time just using it. Not, not cause it's hard. I just, 
it's not top of mind yet. The, the, the pros that I work with that are 20 years younger than me, they're all over Instagram. When I do look at it, I'm like, holy crap, I missed a ton of pictures, yeah. you know, on this thing. Cause they've been posting them. Um, but a billion, a lot of people. I gotta say, that's one of the things that people say. And if you actually think about like, if those people, like if you try to get a billion people together, that would just be, you know, the state of Texas, like <laughs> just side by side, a sea of people. Cause when you think about these big concerts, you know, whatever, um, Woodstock or whatever. They haven't had any big outdoor festivals in a while, but you know, those were maybe, you know, a million people, if that, uh, probably a couple hundred thousand, you know? So when you say a billion people, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a country. And then some, well, we'll have links in the show notes to those articles. They're all verge articles that I grab, but, um, some good stuff. I, it's just, it was interesting to me. I I'm run, you know, wanted to run that by you. Maybe we can talk about it on Saturday morning, a little more in depth a little more appropriate, but you know, this demographic that listens to the show, I'm not sure there's many, I'm sure there's some, but I'm not sure they're they're They might be using Facebook more. So I'm uh, yeah. kind of interested if you have any comments or thoughts on any of those, of course you can send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. Dave, I got a couple new pieces of equipment this week. Uh, that one was for need. Uh, okay. Well, I thought it was to be honest with you and it ended oh, up not being the problem, but this, I'm going to nerd out here really quick. So I'm showing it on the screen. So network starts having problems. And for whatever reason, mine was just having lots of problems. And I thought I have a little Zytel, Zycel, I think that's called Zycel. I have a little, I had two eight port Zycel routers in the house. Now I'm a gadget geek. So I had all 16 full. And <laughs> like, I, I mean, I just got wires everywhere. I'm that living museum. I'm that living computer right. museum, right? I, I, I mentioned that. So I've had these two switches in place and they've been working fine. And then I was having some trouble with the network and I was moving some things around. And since I started doing that, nothing ever, my man, my network really didn't ever really work right. I mean, I was just struggling a little bit with it. And so one morning I came down and it was, it was, it was dead. It just wasn't working anymore. And um, so I was like, I'm moving some things around and trying some things out. And I'm like, you know what? One of those switches has gone down. Uh, and, and other gym assets managed or not managed. This is an unmanaged switch. Let me just say, I, I put this up here, but let me say what it is. It's a TP-Link TLSG1024D. Okay, link in the show notes if you want to. Here, I'll, I'll put the specs to it. It's the it's the the least expensive, I think, version. I picked it up at Office Depot or Home Depot, one of those, for 89 bucks. It runs retail 99 I got, you know, they're running a deal on it. I was able to buy it, pick it up in the store day of. It was actually really cool. Don't don't tell anybody. I actually bought it during church. So it was a Sunday morning. <laughs> I woke up Sunday morning. I was checking my network. It was down. I had to go to church. So I was like, well, I'll go to church. So during the sermon, <laughs> I pulled out my phone and I ordered, I ordered you it from heathen. Office Depot. I, uh, <laughs> I ordered it and bought it during church and then had it uh, and then picked it up on my way home uh, after church. 89 uh, was the retail on it for me. Uh, unmanaged green, uh, 24 port uh, switch, not sexy. It just works, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, cool. So I'm going to get eight more ports out of this. This is going to be awesome. So my network's going to grow. So as I'm disconnecting things in the network, I realized I had uh, a network uh, connected to itself. So I had plugged one Oops. in. And then I had just plugged another one in, just two in the same. That doesn't work. That screws up your network when you do stuff like that. (laughs) 
and uh so it was um the the the, actually the routers the switches the small switches i ever just fine i'm going to actually move those downstream in my network so i've got a couple spots where i've got switches out like in the living room i got a bunch of devices out there that i ran one cable out and i need to and it doesn't have a very robust switch out there so that's going to get a new switch i put a new switch here where i got some server equipment so in the end, it worked out pretty well. And darn it, it was Father's Day. So there you go. Bought myself Happy Father's a, Day to you. There you I go. bought myself. Besides my kids coming over and us smoking cigars on Saturday night, which is pretty awesome, by the way. Right. We got um, we got some. Uh, I got a new switch. So pretty cool. I needed it anyways, to be honest with you. And it's uh, it was pretty handy. So that that came in. That was a little Santa. A little Santa nice. went out yeah. and bought those for me. And then. Dave, you don't have to worry about this at all, but I live uh, in a house and sleep next to another person. And both of us, you know, we're, I'm 50. She's, I can't say how old she is, but she's two years younger than me and I'm 50. So, but I can't say how old she is. Right. And so we're both, we're both pretty snores. Right. And I can't, like, I've gotten so old. I can't sleep next to somebody that's snoring. I just... I don't sleep soundly enough, and I don't don't think most people do. Um, this week, uh, again, out on the verge, because uh, that's where I like to go sometimes to get it. I know not everybody likes that site, but uh, Bose, my friends over at Bose, have released a new pair of sleep buds that play smooth sounds instead of music. For $250, you get these 1.4 gram made, and they're made to feel weightless. If you look at the pictures of them, they've got these things that kind of contour to your ears. Because I don't know about you, if you, you use cans over your ears, I use earbuds. Earbuds in your ears for three or four hours, right? Can get a little, can get a little scratchy. These, uh, by the way, Bluetooth enabled, but they don't play music. You can't play music to them. They have their own music set that's available. Right now they ship 10 songs. Or 10 hours of music. Not It's not really music. It's sounds. It's nature sounds. Running water, fan. You know, think of all those things that you want. Crickets. You know, think of all those sounds that help you. And the, the sounds are optimized to drown out traffic and snoring. It's pretty awesome. Like the some sound audio engineer went in there and figured out, okay, at what frequencies do we right. need to play these sounds so that it drowns out somebody else's snoring or... Because even, I don't know about you, but even if you wear those noise-canceling mm-hmm. headphones, they're really good at noise-canceling these high-pitched sounds like the airplane and some of those background noise. But you can still hear people talking to you. They don't they don't totally cut out. It's not like you're totally deaf when you're listening to those things. So um, at the, the if this had a Kickstarter campaign, and for those that jumped in on the Kickstarter, they got them. They're going to get them for 150 bucks. The retail on these coming out here pretty soon, two hundred and fifty. Wow. Dave, sleep is worth something though. Yeah, and it's got me thinking. Like I've tried, you know, the sponge ones. I've tried the plastic ones. I've tried digging my eardrums out. I've tried, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in another room at this point. You know, it's it's one of those kinds of things that it's easier just to pop over to the other room. And yeah. and, and I know I snore too. So I don't know, two fifty, Dave. What do you think? Uh, do you you have a problem sleeping at all? Do you, where you, where you I don't. In fact, um, the one I, I'm one of those guys that I will run hard, and when it's time to go to bed, it's because I'm about ready to fall asleep at at my computer or wherever I'm at. And so when I hit the pillow, I am I am out. In, in fact, it, my 
uh, ex-wife used to joke because she would go in to brush her teeth and come in and I'd be out. She's like, look, I didn't, I'm not brushing even two minutes probably and you're done. Um, the only thing that I would kind of go, hmm, I, the fact that I can only use them for, I get why you know, I can only listen to, you know, the, the stuff, but I'm like for 200 bucks, man, or 250, I want to be able to listen to Metallica while I'm at it, but <laughs> nope. That's not, not, put me not to sleep. for now. Yeah. Not for now. Yeah. A couple, couple comments in the chat room. Tony said, uh, you can get a sleep apnea test. We could, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to wear some beer. Oh, be um, yeah. It's just, as we get older and fatter, yeah. that's the, it's really the weight that does it. It's yeah. when you, when you put on a few extra pounds, uh, that's when you sleep on your back. I actually sleep on my side, by the way, they're saying these earbuds, um, they, they're fine for side sleepers. They won't, you know, you would think sometimes, right. when, you know, you lay on your side, they say they're fine for, for side sleepers, uh, as well. Um, Quasi says, uh, doesn't running water sound make you get up in the middle of the night to have to use the bathroom? <laughs> I love rain. I don't know about you. We've had endless amounts yeah. of rain here in Omaha in the last week or so. And I love the sound of rain. Do you like a thunderstorm or a rain sound? Yeah, anything really. I what I do is I have a um an air cleaner that I turn on. So it's just a fan. And if I'm on the road, there's an app called Bedtime. Let me see here. Uh I just had it. Bedtime is it, fan. Is it is it and white it's just, noise? It's a little picture of a fan. And I basically it says, Do you want to upgrade? And I'm like, no thanks. And I pick my speed, I set a timer, and there's there's my fan. And then it of course, uh, puts on some sort of ad that I then have to click away. But that fan it, doesn't sound good. <laughs> maybe it's the maybe yeah. it's the audio. But. Yeah, I just need uh, I just need white noise basically. Yeah, but well, it works are, great for me. There are white noise generators yeah. uh, on your phone that you could do as well, and I should try that to be honest to see if I can put the phone right next to me, maybe crank it up a little bit to see if that because I don't to be honest, I don't need much. I just when I was younger. Uh, I was able to sleep through anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if I go to bed at three in the morning and a cricket farts outside, I wake up like I, I, I don't, it doesn't matter how late or what it is. I just, I've gotten more sensitive to sounds um, that or light. Um, I got to have it, you know, I have to have it super, super dark in the room, you know? <laughs> so right. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm amazed because I have, I bought black curtains for my bedroom and I've yet to put them up. And so I just, I sleep with my back to the window with like a pillow almost over my head so I can make it pitch black. But uh, yeah, I'm, and, and my, the reason my ex-wife used to get mad, cause it would be a race to see who could fall asleep first, because that meant the other person was going to have to try to sleep with the other person snoring. Ah, I know, so that was the whole thing. Whoever, whoever got to sleep first wins. Well, so. and I've been, I know totally. I've been doing this thing where I just stay up late. Yeah, uh, easy for a tech guy, right? Easy right. for a podcaster. I stay up late, hoping I'll just be exhausted, and then it still doesn't work. Mm. So this has been an interesting. I may try these um, because it is. Um, I don't bother Sarah. I don't think I don't bother her enough. Should if it bothers her, she just put earplugs in. Seems to be if, one of those, but like, I can't do that. I wonder if there's any place where you can test them. Which in a way is kind of weird because they do fit right in your ear, and I'm like, yeah. now we got ear goo yeah, and for two for two fifty. Yeah, for, well, for two fifty, yeah, you want you want to make sure it's going to work, like you like them. I mean, it's, yeah. that's uh, that's pretty steep, you know. So um, yeah, that's a chunk of change. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's um, 
apparently cricket farts outside is going to become a new block in the uh, the next bingo card <laughs> that we have that we have going on here. Uh, McCabe, Dave, you also made the podcast. Someone put in the chat room. You have the perfect voice. Dave McCabe does reset. Uh, I podcasted with Dave on on Home Service Show for a lot of years. Dave has a really deep. He's kind of got this deep these deep tones, and yeah, he does have a voice. Maybe he could. I could just have him record some things, and it would just you know lullaby. Dude, isn't there a podcaster that does? What's oh, yeah, the name? Sleep of, with me, uh, Drew. I don't know. I forget his last name, but he does a show where he talks not in like a monotone voice to where he was boring, but he just has this delivery, and he talks about. I can remember the one he was like reading coupons or something, but it's something that's like he's not just saying like kangaroo blue breath mint tablet he's not just saying stupid stuff he's he's just talk. it's like really boring he's purposely really boring and then yeah. the fun part of course is all his advertising is up front because if it was at the end nobody here because he's <laughs> he's put you to sleep <laughs> so you, but, you got to get that advertising in early. That's it. Oh, that's uh, Ackerman. Yeah, Drew Ackerman. Ackerman yeah. yeah, really good guy too. And what's interesting is I've I've had people that said I can't sleep, and you know they they've taken drugs or whatever, some sort of you know sleep helper, and they said his, his you know they those didn't work, but Drew did. So if you're having a problem, uh, check it out. It's called Sleep with Me. I've I've considered meditation. Um, what, here's what I need to do. Like, there's a lot of easy things I could do that, uh, I, I just refuse to one is read a book, like mm-hmm. get, get away from the computers at about 10 30 or 11 and read a book for a half an hour. Um, that, that would probably help get out of blue light. Stop checking my phone. The, like I am literally checking my phone two minutes before I go to sleep. Get, like put that thing down, plug it in, put it down, walk away type deal. There are plenty of things I could do, but this was just one of those as I was perusing for news for the show um, today. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. If I could get a pair of earbuds, that would just drown everything out. Uh, And it's like, again, Emily had said in the chat room, you know, well, what about kids? And it's still designed to let some of those sounds like alarm clocks and people in the, you know, and, and, it sounded like if you needed like emergency situations, you would still hear those, but it's those things like car noise and snoring, which is at a different frequency. Uh, it would work. Yeah. Uh, Quasi also mentions flux, which is that application that turns your, and it's on for, it's on for me right now. I've got it on in every screen I've got. It turns it orange. You know, it, it takes the blue light out. Are you familiar oh, with really? that? Yeah. I've never heard of this. If you go to windows right now into the window settings, uh, there's actually a night. Uh, let's see where is that. Uh, if you go to, uh, we have a nightlight mode. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, I'm assuming this is under. Yeah, it's it's part system. of the yeah, it's part of the Windows um, environment right now. Somebody in the chat room will probably and as a XMVP, I should probably know this. But I think if you go to system and focus assist. Maybe. Yeah. Well, focus assist too will shut off your, um, yeah, it's in that focus assist section. You can shut it off. You can shut the notifications off so you don't get notified while you're trying to do things. Got it. And then there is, is that where it's at during times? No, I don't think it's in there. Yeah. It is in, guys, help me out. See you, Ken. Thanks for coming out tonight. 
I think it's, hmm, you would think it's in there. Maybe it's in the next build. No, I know it's in this build. Hold on. Display, maybe? Yeah. It's actually in the display. So color, nightlight uh, is what it's called. And uh, it's right below your monitor. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. And it turns everything orange. Yeah. Yeah. You stop seeing that orange, by the way. Although I'm seeing your orange shirt, I'm seeing totally. Tonight. Right. Well, but, I, I put that on so I would have some a flesh tone. <laughs> You'd have some color. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can turn that on. And then when the sun goes down, it changes your screen. It gets rid of the blue. And it's supposed to help. I get so cranked up with work and other things. Facebook. That um, I just have not had. I haven't had a good night's sleep in. I don't know, three, four, five years, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's kind of crazy. That's people bad. are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. You just do it. You sleep. So, you, you take naps in the middle of the day <laughs> at lunch. Uh, no, I wish I wish I could do that as well. I get, I, usually if I get sleepy, I just get up and walk around. But it, yeah, I've kind of learned, where was I listening to? I was listening to a podcast. Oh, you were interviewing that guy on Ask the, or on um, School Podcasting. And he was saying, I think this was your interview. And he was saying, you know, he just, he's taught himself to live on six hours of sleep a night. Wasn't that you? Yeah. That your most, what was your episode? The the guy. Oh, yeah. The guy from uh, curiosity.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be done. I may die yeah. early because of it, but uh, I don't know. For 250, I may give it a try. You yeah. Know? What's, try it out. I'm still curious about the blue light. Yeah. So what is the blue light? How How is that bad oh, for it me? It mimics daylight. And so your body uh, doesn't start producing those, you know, there's chemicals that we use to put us to sleep. And as long as the the light is on, it doesn't produce as many, many of those melatonin or whatever that is that helps us sleep. Interesting. And so that's the other thing. That's the other cheap thing I could do is just take some melatonin. There's people say it's a placebo. It doesn't work. It's not really science, whatever, but it's a, be a cheap thing to try. And, and, um, you know, I don't know. But I, I actually did that because I've been getting up and going to the gym and I actually did it this morning. I was like, I'm setting the alarm clock for, because to me, I can sleep until eight and be at work at eight 30. Cause yeah. you work from home. Yeah. You work from home. And I was just it. like, I need some sleep because I was just getting stupid because you get so tired after a while. Yeah. Emily actually, they have blue light blocking glasses That's that you can. A lot of gamers use them. Uh, that amber actually gives you a little bit of better, better vision as well. Hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, you know, sleep is good and oh, I, sh- I should do more of it. Yeah. That, I mean, to me, if you're trying to do, if you're trying to lose weight, sleep and water are like the two biggest ingredients. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, other Jim says he uses his hue lights uh, to get ready for bed. So if you have hue lights and you have the more expensive, lights that have the color you can change the color tone in them yeah you could actually set a nice little routine to say um hey when it's you know nine o'clock turn everything this really soft color to get ready uh i got the studio lights on right now they are as blue as you can possibly get until i turn those things off it's uh it's going to be an issue well speaking of that if you're working out let's get you out of here dave so you can you yourself can get to bed in our time. Uh, our time is up here. I'll remind folks, thanks for coming out uh, this evening. Always appreciate it when you get folks that, to join us live. We missed you, Mike, tonight, uh, although he probably won't listen this far. But uh, we missed you, Mike, tonight. We'll have you back uh, next week. Don't forget, if you want to financially support the show, you can use the Patreon link to get that done. The slash Patreon gets you there. 
I've been uh, emailing a few of you through Patreon, which is kind of an interesting way to get it done. But it's a, it is a way to do it done, get it done. They have an email feature in there. If you want to be a supporter, um, no, no post show crypto tonight because Mike's not here, and I don't think Dave wants to talk about crypto, so we probably <laughs> won't do that. We may have a short, very, very short post show, which I probably won't post out there. But remember, when Mike is here, we are talking crypto, posting it on the Patreon account. You can get out there and listen to it for free. I'm not going to make you pay for it, but uh, if you want to go out there and, and and subscribe and support us, you can do that for as little as a dollar. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Don't forget, you can contact me, Jim, at TheAverageGuy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jake Collison. Lots of great conversations going on on Twitter. And then use our Facebook group, Facebook. All these discussions that we did in the very beginning of the show, they all came from our Facebook group. So facebook.com slash group slash the average guy. Don't forget the average guy.tv platform, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Uh, by the way, Christian will be back on Cyber Frontiers next Monday. I think I keep saying Tuesday, but I think it's Monday. So Monday night, 8 p.m. Central, Christian Cyber Frontiers. I'll blast it out on Twitter, but come out and join us if you can do that. Fun to have him back on. We'll be on every two weeks. But uh, if you're interested in that hosting, you can get it planned start as little as 10 bucks, and Christian takes care of just about everything for you. Visit maplegrovepartners.com, and then I mentioned the app. Don't forget you can get that for free. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that, and we appreciate them and all that they do to make sure I never forget a password. So awesome. So. Wow. Yeah, they're pretty Just awesome. Tonight. <laughs> Did you? I was trying to log into a website and it's like, mm, that's not it. I'm like, all right, I give up. Went right to LastPass. There it was. No, I don't even know how to operate without LastPass. It's just, uh, it's just, that's the only way it works for me. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. By the way, I had another HelloFresh meal tonight. Uh, we've been talking about this on David. You, you, you do Blue I'm Apron, HelloFresh? Any of those? I did. Um, I think it was HelloFresh. And yeah. I was next to them. I went to a, uh, an event. And they were in the booth next to me. And one of the guys, I think, that founded the company was there. Man, was that guy a good salesman. He was just, and I was like, I was there for like two and a half days. I'm like, all right, I'm eventually going to have to buy something from this guy. And did it for a while. And, and uh, you know, me, it's just me here. So it was cool. I'd cook a meal and I'd have a, you know, a meal and a half for a, a you know, whole day or two. And it was yummy. And if you, they, they give you the ingredients and the directions and it was, it was pretty cool. And I was surprised. Yeah. Super fun. My daughter has gotten all geeked out about him. And mm -hmm. she is like, I came home tonight. She was already starting to cook. And I, I came in the kitchen. She goes, you cut tomatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she's like, instructions are here. You cut tomatoes. So I was the sous chef tonight. All right. And uh, uh, not terribly expensive. Not as cheap as going out and buying it yourself. But we've no. done a few recipes now off of the HelloFresh uh, recipe guides they give you. They give these really great guides. And uh, we've re we've replicated them ourselves, and right. uh, she's done them without without them. We still continue to get them, you know, a couple meals a week just to kind of get get new ideas. If you're interested, if you're hearing this and you're interested in trying it, I have a buttload. I shouldn't have said that, but I have a buttload of free coupons. Like they send me their marketing machine is crazy, and the best way to try it, I think I've got somewhere you can just get the first thing free and cancel if you don't like it. But I've got a bunch of them. I get nothing for it, but if you want to try it, let me know. Send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. I'll send you coupon code. We'll get it done. It was it's been great. I'm it's kind of changed the way we eat, and we're eating a ton better. I had I had tacos with radishes on it the other day, which I never would have thought to put a radish in a taco, but radishes and cucumbers and then taco meat and then a 
like a um uh you know you normally put sour cream on a taco right. but this is a like a mixed sour cream it's got stuff in it whatever it was my daughter <laughs> made it i don't know super good dave i never would have thought like yeah. you'd go with lettuce right right R- radish same cr- crunchy consistency right. pretty good i never would have thought to use a radish that way so mm-hmm. you too yeah i think it's just it's one of those things you kind of go hmm, and then you try it and you're like oh this was great so <laughs> emily says back to food yes everything comes back to food <laughs> here at the average guy network we're live every thursday 8 p.m central 9 eastern at the average guy tv the live no post show on crypto we'll stay around for a few minutes post show with that we'll say goodbye everybody